Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day that you have given us. And we enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving. And I so thank you today for my salvation. I thank you, Lord, that I'm saved. I thank you that I'm on my way to heaven. I thank you, Lord, that my uh, future is set with you, Lord, that I will spend eternity in the kingdom of God, Lord, and in eternity with Jesus Christ the Father, the Holy Spirit, and all the saints, Lord, the angels, and uh, Lord, I have a future, and I have a purpose here, and Lord, I'm fulfilling my purpose that you gave me back in 1980, Lord, I'm fulfilling my purpose today, uh, still fulfilling my purpose, Lord, and that's what you have for everyone that is listening to this ministry today, Lord, in this next hour. I pray for your grace. I pray for your mercy. I pray that you are the author and you are the finisher of our faith. I thank you that you're going to save souls today in the name of Jesus because you gave me this message. And I pray right now that you bring the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west of the globe that you created, Lord, and put it on a perfect access. And, Lord, there's millions of people that still have not heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. It is good news. The Old Testament calls it glad tidings. The New Testament says good news, good things, good neat things, where today you can make your peace with God. If you have not made your peace with God, well, today... You can make your peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the orphans. Thank you for the widows. I pray that you will move on people to go and supply all their needs, Father God, in this hurting world where many of them are in Ukraine, many of them are overseas, Father, and many of them are in the United States. I pray that you move on people uh, to give to them, to give to the ministries that take care of them, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it by faith, believing, Lord, that we believe. We touch and agree, and we believe the prayer of agreement, Lord, that you will do this, and that we know, Lord, that, uh, like I said before, one man said that there a whisper in your ear. Lord, the orphans and the widows. Lord, they're close to your heart. So, Father, we pray that you bring them into salvation. And we pray that you move today on the satellite as it beams down, Lord, upon the earth, that you will beam into people's lives the light of the gospel into their hearts so that they can be saved. There's two kinds of people in this world. Uh, spiritually, they're saved and they're lost. 
They're saved and they're lost. You want them to be saved. Father God, it is your plan. You uh, asked your son to do this. You asked him to come here. You made him a man. You put him in Mary's womb. It was your plan that he die on the cross for the human race and pay in full for everybody's sins. Father God, there was no way out without redemption through the blood. It was always the blood, Lord, we know in the Old Testament, the sacrifice of animals, lambs, Lord, that they would offer up for the people's sins. But, Lord, when Jesus came, there was a man that came before him. He was John the Baptist. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. They not only cover the sins, but take away, take away the sins of the world. And, Father, we all have sinned. The human race all has sinned and fallen short of the glory. Now I pray by your almighty power, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that he will bring Holy Spirit conviction upon the hearts of the people today and show them Jesus Christ. Show them they need a Savior today. I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Draw them, Father. No one can come unless you draw them to Jesus Christ. We pray that you draw them by your mighty power of the Holy Spirit to hear the word today. Lord, as they make their confession, as they make their belief today, as they set up their lives today for all eternity, this word is for all eternity, Father, in people's lives. It is a very important time. It draws the line, Jesus or the devil, Jesus or the devil, light or darkness. We ask for a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Upon all who hear, we ask for the anointing to preach the word of God on the word of God as I pray for every heart, for your anointing as the word goes in the heart, Father God, and people will make a confession of their belief, Father God, make a statement to you, make a, 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 a confession of their faith, Father, so that they can receive Jesus as their Savior. I pray all that in Jesus' name, and I will not forget to pray for the sick and afflicted. I pray for the sick and afflicted today that are listening. I pray for healing as they hear the word that they will ask you for healing. Mighty Savior Jesus, we invite you now. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in him, and be glad in him. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in him. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Hey, listen, I know where I'm going. I know when I take my last breath that I don't have to taste death. I'm going into the presence of God. That's what the Word of God teaches, because Jesus tasted death for every human being. He tasted it. And all those that believe in him, all those that believe in him, there is no sting in death. But those that do not believe and put their faith in him will be stung so badly, it will last for all eternity. It will be a terrible punishment for the rejection of the love of God in the gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ, that he loves mankind so much. It was the Father, the Father God, I pray in Jesus' name, all these prayers. It was the Father's God, it was on his mind that humanity be saved. So he says in the book of Peter, Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, 
but is long-suffering toward the human race, long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, repentance comes first, and then salvation. The cross, where Jesus paid for your sins, he paid for my sins, he paid, he gave his body, he gave his blood, he gave everything for the love of God, for no other reason but love, that God so loved you, and I say that word so, he loved you with passion, with passion, it just wasn't words, but he loved you with passion and compassion that you would not perish, you would not be destroyed, you would not be lost from him for all eternity. You must consider Psalm 139, my friend, that he made you. When you were being made by your mother and father, when you came forth, he was in the womb working in your life as a little infant, as you were being formed, he was doing that. You belong to him. He made you. The Bible says the Bible is the word of God. It is the truth of God. The times that we live in, people don't believe in truth. They just do whatever they want. They're going backwards to the old times where people did that. But now there is truth. The word of God is the mind of God. Ezekiel 18 says, all souls are mine. All souls are mine. That means that you belong to God. And God wants you to come to him. Because you were born with the sin of Adam, the Adamic nature. That's why you sin. You can't help it. You were born that way. You were born that way to sin because you have an Adamic nature. But Jesus became the new Adam. He became the new Adam, and he didn't lose to Satan. Satan did not take the kingdom from him. He destroyed Satan in all his works. And he is the Lord, and he is the king. And you have to come home to him. If you want to live with him for eternity, if you want to be saved from your sins that dominate you, if you want to be free and have freedom in your life and to know the risen Savior and to have him in your heart, then there's a way. I'm going to show you the way. The way. You see, the Bible says there is a way that simmeth right unto the man, and the end is death. Many a people today are on the broad road to destruction. And you know, if you ask some people, they don't care if they go to hell or not. But they don't really know what they're talking about. Because if they've spent one second in hell, they would be screaming at the top of their lungs to get out. To get out. It is a terrible place. It was created by God for the rebellious angels, Satan and all his rebellious angels. But because man sinned and rebellion came into their hearts and the sins of witchcraft and disobedience came into mankind, now man is a responsible creature. God made people, and they are responsible to God. They have got to give account, because the Bible says all souls belong to God. You have got to give account when you stand before God. You see, when you pass away, you're going to meet Jesus, and Jesus is going to judge you on your life here on earth. And if you do not know him, if he doesn't know you, it's going to be a terrible thing. You will be lost for all eternity, and you will suffer for all eternity. And I say that because I love you. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. The gospel is for me, 
and I had to eat the same words that I heard. I not only heard from man, but I heard it in the spirit, the word of God, and what the truth is. And I had to make my decision. Did I want this present world? Did I want to continue in sin? Did I want to continue to do that? Or did I want to give my life to Jesus and trust him to save my soul and trust him with my life? I'm glad I made the decision because I've been serving him since 1980. I'm glad I made the decision to follow him because he saved me from my sins. He set me free from bondage. He set me free from substance abuse. He set me free where I could not get free in my own. Man could not do it. Only God can do it. You see, a lot of men and women today are trying to do it. They're trying to do it with their own strength. They're trying to do it in religion. They're trying to do it with works. It cannot be done. It cannot be done. Man cannot totally obey the Ten Commandments. Sooner or later, he will break one, and he must go to God, and he must repent. He must repent, but God made Jesus, and God made a body. It was Jesus' body that God made for you and for me that he would give it as a total sacrifice, the uh, total sacrifice for mankind, for mankind's sin. It's called atonement. He atoned for you. He atoned for you with his body and blood so that you could be saved. And you've got to make that decision. You see, God's calling you today. There's not a coincidence that you're listening today. God has made it so you can hear the love of God. God loves you. God is calling you, and he loves you, and he wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him. It's not uh, the will of God, the Father's heart, that you perish. That you perish. God doesn't want one to perish. God doesn't want one to lose their soul because you will live for eternity. Romans chapter 10. I go into Romans chapter 10 right now, verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Their knowledge was wrong. They were trying to do it with works. There are a lot of people today trying to get salvation by works. The more works you do, the more that you get into heaven because you did all these works. And the Bible says that's not the way. That's not the way. And I'm going to show you what it says right now as we turn to the book of Ephesians. I'm going to show you what God has to say about that. What God has to say about that. He says that in uh, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So all of you that do not have life today. You see, I got up this morning, and I had to regroup. God put me to sleep. God woke me up. God get me breath to breathe. When I got up, I had to wake up. There's a time to wake up. I was groggy. I had to wake up. The blood had to start flowing in my body. The metabolism had to start flowing. I had to get up. I had to move. And I had to do certain things. And then I got coffee. And then I prayed. And then I sought God. And God gave me that. And God has given the same to you today. God gave you breath to breathe. He's the author of life from the beginning. He took the dust of this earth. He formed it and made a man. And he breathed into his nostrils and made him a living soul. So the breath you have today comes from God. In one second, God can come and take away your breath. I want you to think about that tonight when you go to sleep. Think about that this afternoon. God can come and require your soul. 
There was a rich man in the Bible that had everything. And he kept on putting it up, putting it up, putting it up. And he never got ready for God. And God came suddenly and he said, you're fool. You fool. Today I require your soul. He was not ready. He was not ready to meet God. You see, that's a terrible place to be. Because things that happen in the Bible are suddenly, suddenly God came to that man. He wasn't ready. He wasn't expecting it. And it came. And you and I think like that. Because we think, well, these things will never happen to us. We think of bad things that happen to people and we say, well, that'll never happen to me. No, you don't know. The word of God says you don't know when your time is going to come. And if you're not ready to meet the Lord, you're going to be lost for eternity. I tell you again in love, you need to get saved. You need to make it right with God now. Do not wait any longer. The Bible tells you if you hear the word of God, do not harden your heart. Ephesians 2, verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. So that's the way we are in the Adamic nature that we received when we were born, and we are sinners. We're rebellious, we're disobedient, and we're rebellious. Many of you are like that today. You're not saved. You don't have the new nature of Jesus Christ in you. But God, who was rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Today God wants you to be quickened. He wants you to receive spiritual life. He wants you to be saved by grace. You cannot attain this by work. You cannot attain this by work. The Bible teaches that in the book of Romans. If you go into the book of Romans, chapter 3, you will see that uh, the Bible teaches that as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. The only one that is righteous is Jesus Christ. No one has been born righteousness. We all have sinned. Okay? There is none that understand it. There is none that seeketh after God. Nobody's seeking after God. Everybody's seeking his own rebellious way. And it's all about me and everybody's doing their own thing. Now, if you don't know this, fine. If you've heard this before, God is speaking to you again to get ready to get your life ready with God. A lot of people don't know this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by knowledge. Faith comes by knowledge, the knowledge of the gospel. That's why God said, preach the word. That's why Jesus said, preach the word. Jesus preached the word. So it says, and, uh, they are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Destruction and ministry are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. They are all become guilty before God. This is the human race without God. Now, it says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's you today. If you are an unbeliever, 
if you have never committed your life to Jesus Christ, that's you. That's you. And you'll die in that state. If you die in that state without God, then God, in the, as a God of justice and righteousness, gave you plenty of time to receive him. According to his word, God has had mercy on you, and you've heard the gospel, and uh, the best thing for you to do is to say, yes, Lord, because you will say, yes, Lord, when you see him. Because the word of God teaches every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. And in the deepness of your heart, you have not done that because you are of the old nature, flesh, sinful nature. Sin is the enemy of God. The old nature is the enemy of God. The old nature will not bow before God. The old nature wants its way. That's the old nature. But you see, the new nature bows before God. Our heart learns to bow before God. A lot of people that have a problem with that will learn as they go along in the scripture to totally give their whole heart to God. And that's how it works. Salvation works. I'm saved. I'm being saved. I will be saved. And God continues to work in our hearts so we can love him more. We can adore him more. We can truly love him with all our might from our hearts. Because the love of God is so great that when you look at the cross, you see the love of Jesus Christ for you. That's for you. You are his passion today. You are his passion. He passionately loves you. He wants you to come to him and be saved. He wants nothing but good for you. He doesn't want no judgment for you. He doesn't want condemnation. He doesn't want uh, any of that for you. He wants you to be saved from your sins. So, what is Paul saying? They're ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Who is the righteousness of God? Jesus Christ. Jesus became a stumbling block to them, and they did not receive him. They rejected him. And God says that's the only way to righteousness. Abraham knew him. Jesus said, Abraham I knew. And the religious leaders wanted to stone him to death. Jesus was there with Abraham. Jesus is the one that said, is anything too hard for me, Abraham? Abraham is our father of faith. Faith. He's the father of faith because he believed God. He was not perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. Even though I'm saved, I'm not perfect. God is working in my life. By grace, I'm saved. Unmerited favor. God is working in my heart. He's working in my life to make me like his son, Jesus. And that's what God wants to do for you. God wants to save you. God wants you to be saved. So when you lay your head on a pillar, you know that you're saved. How do you know? Because you know it in your heart. You know I'm saved. You know that I have a witness in my heart. You know that Jesus came in my heart. I did it today with the Holy Spirit. I did God's plan that God planned it. And God wrote it in a book called the Bible the greatest seller in the world. 
And that's where we have God's word, God's mind, and God's truth, and God's will. And I did it. I did it. And that will be a great victory for you today. It will be the greatest step you've ever taken in your life. A step towards victory over darkness. Victory over the kingdom of darkness. Now you've entered into the kingdom of righteousness. There are many today that are trying with their own strength and their own works to do good works to go to heaven. You cannot be saved by works. God says this in, in his word. You cannot be saved by works. Because people will go and stand before God and say, see all this work that I did? Now you've got to accept me in heaven for all the hard work that I did for you, God. God says, no. There's only one work that I accept. There's only one work that I want you to accept. And that's the work of my son that did it for you 2,000 years ago. It's the same yesterday. It's the same today. It's the same forever. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness, which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith Speak it on this wise, say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Jesus came here, and he walked the face of this planet for 33 and a half years. He made it, and his own received him not. Some people received him. The common man received him. The religious people of the day rejected him. We don't want him. So he died on the cross, and he paid for the sins of the world. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he's not coming back down again. He is not coming down in the form of a man again because he did it already. He said it is finished. It's finished at the cross. Once and for all, it's finished. You don't have to kill any more animals because I'm the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And now you can come boldly into the throne of grace and you can speak to your Heavenly Father. John the Baptist said, Every good and perfect thing comes from above. The Holy Spirit has been here for thousands of years, and where you are today is where he is. And he's going to help you to come to Christ. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. No, he already rose from the dead, and he's not going to do that again. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven, alive for all eternity, with the marks on his hands of the nails that were put in his feet, of the nail scars that were in his hands, the scar on his side from the spear, the scars in his head from the crown. He still has in heaven, in his new body, his new body, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. It's in you now. You're hearing it. All you got to do is mean it. You mean it. You confess it to God, what you really mean. The Bible says you'll be saved. You'll be saved by your confession. So people say, well, what do I got to do, preachers? Saying it right now. This is what you got to do. It is written that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart 
that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You believe that? You believe that? For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is right standing with God. There's nothing between you and God anymore. No sin. You come to him and you ask for forgiveness. You repent. Repent means to turn from your sins and turn to God's righteousness. And turn to God for mercy. And ask him to wash you with his blood. And your sins are gone. Sincerely, you have to really mean it. That this is what you want in your heart. This is not just a prayer of religion. That I'll wake up and say it every morning. No, no, no. No, no, no. You must really confess it and really mean it. And then God will come into your heart. He will make you right. He will give you righteousness for your faith. Because how do you hear? Faith. How does faith come? By knowledge. By knowledge. How does salvation come? With confession. How does confession come? With belief in the heart. Belief in the heart. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all them that call upon him. We just read that. Rich unto love, rich unto mercy. Faith comes by hearing. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wherever you are today in the sound of my voice, and hearing the word of God, whosoever shall believe, whosoever shall confess, the worst sinner among you that says, God will not accept me, you don't know what I've done. Well, look at Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle was killing people. He was taking Christians and throwing them in jail and they were being burnt alive at the stake. They were dying. Paul considered himself the chief of sinners. And Jesus appeared to him and showed him the light. So there's nothing that you've done that God will not forgive. No sin. No sin that you have done. Paul did the worst things. Jesus appeared to him. Paul, why are you persecuting my people? You persecute me. Paul was never the same. God changed his heart. He became an apostle of love. And he saved people after he was killing them. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall you believe in him of whom you have not heard? And how shall you hear without a preacher? Faith comes with knowledge. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You can't see it yet. But as soon as you believe it by faith, the knowledge that you know you just heard, it will come forth in power and demonstration of the Spirit, and you will become a new man. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. All things become new. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace 
and bring glad tidings of good things. See, God has good things. God has salvation. After salvation, God has good things for you in your life. Don't you want that, Father? Don't you want that, Mother? Don't you want that for your children? Don't you want them to have Jesus and be saved? But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. But I say, have they not heard? Yes. Truly, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was fond of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, Ask day long. All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. All they were after was gain. Gain. All people are after today is gain. Gain. Not God. Gain. They still have the same sin. Gain. That goes for Israel. That goes for all the Gentiles. Same thing. The same grace is for Israel. The same grace is for the Jew. The same grace is for the Gentile. There is no respecter of persons. God doesn't respect you more today because you're a Jew. God doesn't respect you more because you're a Gentile. But the gospel is to all people. All people. You see, the Jews were the chosen people of God. But now the Jews must come to God the same way that the Gentiles come. And that's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. And they have the same opportunity today to repent, make things right. I know you'll get kicked out of your house. I know you'll be persecuted. I know your family will disown you. But you'll be saved. And you will truly know your Messiah. You will truly know the truth. There are a lot of people out there that are the deceived by false prophets, false teaching, gainsaying, gainsaying, the things of this world. Satan has blinded your eyes by the things of your world. And if you're blinded with your eyes, you'll be blinded in your heart. And that means that your heart is hardened with the things of the world. And you can't see Jesus and you can't let him in because you're all full with the world. The world is not going to save you. The world is on its way to hell. The world is a terrible place of sin, lying, and deceiving people. That's the work of the devil. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he wants you to be lost. He wants you to be destroyed. He wants to take you to hell with everybody that's there right now. That's his plan. That's his plan. Believe me, it's real. Believe me, my friend, it is real. The Bible is the Bible of truth. It does not lie. It is the mind of God. And God backs it up with his presence because he's alive and well, and he loves you. And he's calling you today 
to be saved. Don't be lost any longer. Don't be lost any longer. Be saved. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There is no such thing as the rest of God on this earth. You only can get it from God. When Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth peace, only you can get that peace from God. You can't give it in the world. You will have joy. Joy that the world cannot give you. Joy you cannot buy in a supermarket. Joy you can't buy in a candy store. Joy you can't buy in a liquor store. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Ask of me this day that your joy may be full. Your joy, you want full joy? Get saved. Get saved. You might not have another time. You might not have another time. I tell you the truth, my friend. I love you, and Jesus loves you. And he wants you to come to him now and be saved. All you that are sincere with God and want to be saved. I pray this prayer according to your word in Romans chapter 10. Stand by. We lost Brother Joseph. Hold on. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic... Well, no. What happened? Skype just dropped out. Brother Joseph. He died on the cross up on a hill. It's called Calvary. And he paid for your sins. My goodness, what's going on today? An automatic voice message system. Good grief. Let's try it again. My brother, we're back. The devil's trying to hit our phone lines tonight. Uh, please give that altar call again. He already did it. It's already done. Believe it's already done. It's like you take out your checkbook today and you write a $100 check. It's done. The person gets it. That's it. Takes it to the bank and it's cashed. It's legal. It's the truth. And it's done. It's done. Jesus did it for you. He's done. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And if you confess now, do you believe what I preach today? Say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Just say this prayer after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I am truly sorry and I repent. I turn from my sins. And Lord, with your help, I will overcome through grace. I ask for your mercy and grace to save me today. I ask for your forgiveness now. I ask that you wash me clean by the blood of Jesus. I ask right now, I believe that you rose from the dead. I believe you're sitting on the right hand of the Father. And right now, I stand before you, Father. And I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. And I invite Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I believe everything you did for me. I say it with my mouth and I believe it in my heart. According to your word, I have salvation today. That I have peace with God because I'm forgiven now. And the blood has washed me clean. I am clean before God. I got his righteousness on me, and it comes through the cross. It comes on the finished work of Jesus. 
And right now, if you have a Bible, good. If you don't get a Bible, start reading in the book of John. Pray and ask God to lead you and guide you to a full gospel church so that you can learn the word of God, so that you can have a pastor, you can have an apostle that will oversee your life and pray for you and be with you and counsel you in the way you should go. And you will have a family, a family of God helping you in your walk with God, praying for you. This is the greatest day in your life. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe and Joanne. We love you and have a great life in Christ. Amen. Amen. Powerful word today, my friend. God bless you. Brother Joseph, what shall we title this for the archive today? Yes, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And praise God, we finished the sermon today. Got it all on tape. If you're coming in late, you need to hear this and share it with a friend. Hey, Brother Joseph, I wanted to uh, give you a uh, report came to me. There's a brother out there that was tuning in to you preaching some weeks ago. Wrote me and said, listening to the message, he was convicted of the Holy Spirit and recommitted his life to the Lord Jesus. And he said he's not going back. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. These messages are making Praise a difference, God. brother. I want to tell you that, and I love you. Praise God. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time, my friend. Yes. Love you, brother. Thank you. Love you, you too. God Thank bless you. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. That was Brother Joseph Ferrara. Okay. Let me save this program. We'll be right back. Get ready for a refresh. <laughs> 